This is the Scoop Me Out podcast. I'm your host and coach, Jorge Chavez. My goal is to uncover people's stories who dare to amplify their professional and personal life. If you want to discover how they grow from challenges, this is your podcast. On this episode, I talk to Rick Hyland. He leads a consulting practice dedicated to help leaders and companies enhance their performance. If you want to know how to articulate your purpose using the 777 formula and why being successful doesn't equal to happiness, then stick to the end. All right, let's dive in. I'm here with Rick Highland. He's a successful consultant executive who loves living and managing his life by purpose. And this is one of the main reasons that I wanted to contact you, Rick, as you even wrote a book about how to live uh, your life with purpose. So what is it about living your life with purpose that you, it even makes you write a book about, about this topic? Mm, good question, Jorge. It's good to be on your show with you. And uh, yeah, I, when I was 26 years old, uh, so 30 plus years ago, 33 years ago, I was struggling in an MBA program and I was in my first year, I'd moved my family across the country and uh, I worked my tail off, my heart out. And I got my first exam back and it was a C minus in economics. And uh, it was quite devastating to me. I thought I made a mistake. I thought, you know, moving my family away from home and all that goes in, you know, with that and the travel and the movement. Uh, I was had a little uh, mini moment of crisis. And so that weekend, in my basement, my unfinished basement uh, at my MBA school, I started thinking about a mission statement or a purpose statement. And I remember writers such as Richard Bowles and Stephen R. Covey and many others say, you should write a mission statement, you know? And I, I thought, oh, that's interesting. And that, But at this little moment where I had a little confidence crisis, I thought, you know what? I should really do that. And so I took the weekend and a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and wrote this purpose statement for my life. And um, it was about, it used words like, uh, I want to be strive for continuous improvement in my life, my families and others. And, um, and so I, I kind of articulated that to who I wanted to be. And uh, so sure enough, a year and a half later, I mean, I wrote that statement at no, you know, no bells flashed or nothing, you know, happened that thought, well, I felt good about the effort, but I thought, well, I, it'll be interesting. What, what, how will I use this in my life? So a year and a half later, when I was applying for jobs, nothing looked very interesting. Looked at a teaching job. I looked at a marketing job. Um, and then all of a sudden this consulting company called themselves beyond consulting that uh, before, you know, when we don't just write strategy papers, we help people implement an action orientation and make a difference and mm. continuous improvement. And all these words that I, a year and a half, had developed in trying to articulate my purpose. Uh, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like, wow, this is exactly what I talked about a year and a half ago. And so it gave me a little insight into why it's not the only reason, but why purpose is so important. And uh, if I could just finish that story, it's funny, they tease me quite a bit about it. But um, so the posting went up at the MBA school that uh, this consulting company, RLG International, was coming to town and they wanted to interview potential and interesting candidates. So I put my name on it because of the purpose statement and the right. continuous improvement, action orientation, et cetera. 
And uh, sure enough, um, I put my name on and the list comes back for those that are going to be interviewed two days later. My name wasn't on it. Huh. And I was shocked. <laughs> so the next day I phoned up the company and their headquarters in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and said, you know, I, I, this is how they said I said it. I don't know if I was quite this bold, but I said, you know, I think you made a mistake. Hmm. I applied for your job beyond consulting, action, continuous improvement, et cetera. And my name's not on there. And they, you know, and they went, they're very polite. And the beginning of the conversation were kind of telling me, you know, well, you know, you were the least qualified candidate. You didn't have as many years experience. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I'm, I got, I'm failing here. So I better, you know, pull out all stops. So I told them about this purpose statement experience that I just told you about. And they said, okay, tell you what, young fella, you, you uh, put your name, you're number 11, you're at five o'clock on Tuesday evening. And you can, you can be my last interview and, and we'll talk. So the day came when the interviews and so I showed up at five o'clock and long story short, I was the only one that got the job huh. and it was a hundred percent, not because I was the smartest person. It wasn't because I, uh, you know, was, had the most experience. I was probably the youngest candidate, but it was because I had a Turkey articulated my purpose and really super clear inside about who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. So that was my first experience with purpose, Jorge. And that's why I'm so passionate about the topic. Wow, that's quite an interesting story. Yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. You think everybody should have a purpose statement in their lives? Good question. Uh, so, you know, I went through this uh, great consulting experience for 31 years. And um, we worked, you know, hands-on with large companies around the world, uh, trying to implement performance improvement and get them a return on their investment. And after 31 years uh, as you know, CEO of operations, I retired and I came back to, well, what, what is my next phase and my next purpose, mm -hmm. if you will, at 60 years old now? And I, I, I went back to that purpose statement and I uh, articulated, uh, you know what, my next step is to go one-on-one -on -one to the masses and see if I can get them to understand the power of purpose. So when I wrote this book, I thought it was just me and Stephen Covey and a few authors that said, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. But Jorge, I looked at all the academic research and it's in chapter two and three of my book. And I, I won't be able to cite it all now, but I cited 10 benefits of having purpose, including mm -hmm. better health, better longevity, better mind, better success, financial success, et cetera, et cetera, from all these different papers, better happiness, Mm -hmm. um, so yes, from my own personal experience and from citing, uh, the academic research, I can unequivocally say everybody should articulate their purpose. In fact, Jorge, I went a step further. I went on, uh, um, survey monkey and I, I surveyed 1400 people from around the world 1400. and I asked the questions around purpose, around happiness, around productivity, around success. And I found even from my own little piece of research that those who said they were in above average happiness uh, always had, per they, they, they had purpose. Hmm. Um, and, and so it was very interesting from the academic research, from my own personal experience, and now from talking to 1400 people, mm -hmm. the power of purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, personally, I think that whenever you have a purpose statement in your life, like you actually write it down, it gives a sense of direction in your life. Like whatever yes. choices you make, anything is just aligned to this. If it's not going to help me to become that better version of me, then 
what's the purpose of doing this thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. for me, like, I think there's help me with that. Yeah. There's two problems with that, and I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Two, two, well, there's a few reasons, but two main reasons why people don't do that then, given what you and I have just talked about. Mm-hmm. One is they're fearful about writing it down and committing, like fully committing. Committing, yeah. It takes away flexibility. It increases, you know, so. And then the second reason is they don't really know how. Like, that's great. You know, great companies like Apple and many others have purpose uh, individuals. Now we're seeing more and more research that they should have purpose, but how do I really do that? And it's kind of an anxiety creating experience. Like how do I really dig deep and figure out my purpose? Yeah. So I think we're past kind of that. It's important intellectually. We can kind of understand it's good. It's now at the how, and that's kind of why I wrote the book uh, to answer one of your earlier questions is I wanted to articulate the how. So in chapter four, I, from my own experience and then coaching others to develop their purpose yeah. in a purpose statement. And, and by the way, I, I think a purpose statement, a good tight purpose statement is between six and 50 words. But in chapter four, uh, and this is, and I, I've read a lot of self-help, a lot of management books over the last 35 years. And this is the only book I know articulates how to do it. And I call it the triple seven process. Triple. It's to help people figure out this process of how do I really do it? It's the triple seven is seven hours, seven questions over seven days. Hmm. So it's time to reflect and it's time. It creates some urgency like, okay, I've got seven, an hour a day, seven questions and seven days. I should have a draft of my purpose. So I'm trying to take away the anxiety or uncertainty about how to do it. And that's one of my passions in hmm. writing the book is because I think people are understanding the value of it just as you just articulated it's now, how do we do it? So that, that's, that's one of the reasons I'm very excited about the book. Right, right. One of the questions that really intrigued me is that, oh, as a human, we always are changing. Every year we're changing, every month, every day. And I remember some one time that I read, like, every eight years, our body changes. So wow. who we are is also evolving in a way, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, when you were working in the corporate environment and you then you went out to, to create your own consulting coaching business. So yeah. did your life purpose change throughout your life? Oh, Jorge, that's a really good question. So uh, goals change every year, right? Action items change daily, but purpose doesn't change uh, every, if you've done it right, mm-hmm. it doesn't change every year or every five years or 10. It doesn't mean you can't tweak it. It doesn't mean... Like in 2005, I revised my statement and added a third line. Okay. And the third line reads, I desire to live continuous improvement with a spirit of love, acceptance, and compassion for others mm-hmm. and myself. So uh, from learning, from changing, as you articulated, I figure out, you know, I'm missing uh, an emphasis mm-hmm. on the importance of love, compassion, and acceptance in order to truly live my purpose and, and who I want to be. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons in the seven questions that we ask backward looking questions and forward looking questions, the forward le- looking questions are to capture exactly what you just articulated. We're always changing, right? I can't just develop my purpose from my history. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I'm just stoic. I'm, I'm, I'm static. But if I can have an exercise that'll lead me and help me envision and imagine who I want to be, like one of the simple questions, Jorge, is how do I want to be remembered at my funeral? 
you can't control what people say. Yeah. But one of the most interesting exercises people really like is to say, well, what if I could, if I could live a life, how would I like them to articulate my life? Hmm. How would I? And again, you can't control what they say when you've passed away, but it's a really good question to think about. Okay. I've got the next 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, whatever it is. How do I imagine living these next 20 years and how do I want to be remembered? And that's a powerful way to think about, I, I do change. I want to change. I want to continue. And that's why my whole company around continuous improvement, my whole mission and purpose, mm -hmm. uh, the company is called CI for life, yeah. continuous improvement for life, because we're always changing and we right. continuous improvement is the best way to be happy mm. and successful. So you got me on one of my hot buttons, but yes, we are always evolving and changing and we should yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I I, I agree with that. You know, for me, happiness is just the whole process of enjoying the journey. You know, if you're always improving yourself, then you're being happy. So it makes total sense for me. One of the yeah, things I, that you said, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one of the things that you said is like, you have to look to your past to create this kind of purpose statement. So what is the best age to start thinking on writing mm. down your purpose statement? I think anywhere between kind of 18 to 85 oh. is a great time because as you, we've always talked about, we're always changing. So I developed this at 18 and maybe at 32, I have more insights into my past and my future. Yeah. So you can tweak these things. Um, I just coached somebody. It was actually my dad, 85 years old, and he didn't have a job anymore. He's got COVID-19 restrictions as far mm -hmm. as sociality and, uh, my, my mother's sick. And so he says, Rick, you know what? I think at 85, I need to develop, repurpose my statement and, mm -hmm. and look deep again so that I can find full satisfaction, deep meaning in life at 85. So I think any time is a great time. I think, you know, um, why I say 18, because you've, you've, you've been through enough experiences to understand a little bit about your strengths and a little bit of a vision towards who you could be in the future. So um, it, it is kind of a thing, like I wouldn't recommend it at 10, um, uh, but anytime between 18 and 85, do it and, and, or just to clarify yeah. right, where you're at. Right, right, right. So your purpose statement, this is something that should cover your career most of the times or covers other areas of your life or what is it? Great question. So I shared my story where it helped me find my career. Uh -huh. So I think that is a big benefit in it, but I think it's also a way to articulate your values. So in, in my example there, uh, or in many people that I've talked, helped with, they, they use the words of, I, I want to value add, I want to be creative. I want, so in there is your values. So when you hit setbacks or problems or challenges in life, you go back to your purpose as a way to check in. How do I want to respond? I've got a relationship problem right now. Let me look at my purpose and values statement, the work that I did. Mm -hmm. How should I really respond? Do I respond with ego and smash them or give them a piece of my mind? Or do I resp respond with love and acceptance and compassion, as my last line says there? Um, so I think it's a great way to articulate values and how you really want to be rather than in the moment mm -hmm. when sometimes we act harshly or rashly. It's mm -hmm. a great way to help you respond yeah with your values. So I would say yes to career. And I would say a big yes to helping you respond um, in your best self mm -hmm. in relationships and many other challenges that we might have in life.
What is it about living or knowing people that don't have a life purpose? How do you handle that? Um, I just encourage and coach and help them understand the reasons why. It's the reasons why I'm doing the, all these pop, podcasts and summits mm -hmm. is to try to get this message out that, um, yes, you're happy. Yes, you're satisfied. Yes, you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. But there's more out there in continuous improvement. There's more out there in purpose, big dreams and goals. And uh, many people just, you know, need a little help and a little coaching to overcome their fear, anxiety, whatever it might be, uh, or comfort zone. Sometimes, okay, I'm comfortable. Uh, you know, we're as human beings, we want status quo. We want, we want to figure out how to be comfortable, but yet at the back of our minds, we really do want to be. And, and when we quiet down and listen very carefully, we want to be our best self. We mm -hmm. want to uh, be remembered. Well, we want to leave a positive legacy to right. our relationships around us. So um, I, I would just encourage them to think about, um, you know, getting out of their comfort zone. And I guess the only tool we can use is we've got, you know, books, videos, blogs, yeah. <laughs> education, coaching to help people uh, find it. And, and I would, one way I would answer that Jorge is yes, you're satisfied with your life. Yes, you're happy. But what else? could you get 20% more, Correct. Yeah. Um, more peace of mind, more content, more happiness. So that that's the way I would answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. From, from my experience, I've noticed that when you ask the, when you ask someone, how satisfied are you in this area of your life on a scale from one to 10? And they'll tell you, well, I'm an eight or I'm a nine. So then it's like, well, what do you need to do to move it to a 10 or to move it to the, to, you know, to the next level. And that's when the purpose statement comes into place. It's very handy. Yeah. Yeah. I would almost, say, almost, almost say that with anybody that, you know, even if they answered a two or a five mm -hmm. that, you know, you want to get 20% more, here's how. And it's kind of back to one of your points earlier about the importance of writing it down, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be your purpose, values, goals, there is a certain uh, clarity and commitment that comes with writing it down. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's part of the power in, doing these exercises around yeah. purpose, values, and goals is that I'm committing, I'm articulating so that I'm living consciously rather than just kind of day to day, busy, 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 doing good things, yeah. working hard. I'm a little bit more intentional with my life. Mm -hmm. And we know as we are a little bit more intentional, it can bring, bring increased levels of happiness and success. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from my personal experience, I've always been on the go, you know, and I always have the mindset of doing and doing and doing. And it took me, to be honest, like years to write down my purpose statement because I always tried to look for books of self-improvement, continuous improvement, but I never tried to learn how you actually write down your purpose statement. And I finally did it like a year ago and everything Good. changed. Everything changed in my life. I can guarantee that, you know? So I really see the importance of, not only like trying to go one step further and see, okay, how can I be better in my career, my life, whatever, my relationships, but how do you like, take that time to put on practice and write down your purpose statement? Like this is something that I think it will change completely the way you do things, you, you see things also. Well said. Yeah, it, it is the intentionality behind it. Is it one of the reasons why you're doing this podcast, Jorge, is because you got clear on some of your uh, future self and in intentional on some of your goals? 
It came across, yeah. It's one of the things that I uh, um, started to do because of that. Uh, but also part of, part of this podcast is like to uncover those stories from people, you know, who have been so intentionally about something. What is it about them? What happened to them? Because sometimes we see successful people and they seem so distant from us. And we might have goals and dreams and everything, but it seems like so far away, you know? And like some people start to put excuses. Oh, well, yeah, they live in the US, you know, it's a different environment, you know, it's so easy. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not. So with this, I'm trying to, to approach people who I see as successful. What is the definition for them of successful, you know? And it, it, it changes, it changes from, from anyone that I'm talking to. Um, so that's part of the reasons that I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, one piece of advice I would have for people in their twenties and thirties, as they're establishing their career mm-hmm. is to, and, and there's great literature and, and, you know, Clayton M. Christensen and how to measure my life talks about a story, but it's the whole thing that very smart, highly motivated people can be successful, mm-hmm. but, but can they be happy? Right. And uh, to remember all your roles and goal areas rather than just, okay, it's about making money or it's about uh, working hard, um, you know, working intentionally, working smart, remembering your relationships, remembering your health. There is a way to do it all, if you will. Um, and you can do it one goal at a time or one area at a time, but you don't have to sacrifice your health and your relationships to be yeah. successful. That's, I guess, one of my messages mm-hmm. and advice to people building a career and starting out is that you can have your health, have your relationships and be financially successful. And, and in fact, that's the only way to be happy. You, I know a lot of people with a lot of money that are not very happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, strained relationships, strained business partners, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's just a little piece of advice that we, we can we can think intentionally about how we, because, you know, nobody at their funeral says, well, you know, I didn't make enough money or they think about, you know, living a best life, having better relationships, yeah. uh, staying connected to their children, whatever it might be, but they don't say, oh, I wish I would have worked harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, this guy, he didn't work from eight to five. Yeah. <laughs> so I read in your, in your profile that you climbed the uh, Kilimanjaro in Africa. Mm-hmm. How is that related to your purpose statement? Oh, very good. So um, in my purpose, it's, uh, you know, it says myself, my family and others. And my youngest daughter, Mackenzie, I'll give her a shout out here. One of the best ways to connect with her as a teenager uh-huh. uh, was hiking. Um, you know, it was a father, dad, she was busy at high school, blah, blah. And, and so to communicate, we found, and one of the goals became to enrich our relationship as to hike. And so we started in backyard hikes here in, in Utah. And then we went to California and Yosemite. And then she dreamed up one time, dad, you know what? We should do Kilimanjaro. Wow. Huh. So the older kids were off and married. And so um, Tanner and Kenzie and Cheryl and I, the four of us, went uh, and we are, we do train, we do hike, uh, you know, I run marathons, but that was a, that was a different experience to go to 20,000 feet, 851 or whatever exactly it was. I can't remember the exact number, but those last couple thousand feet, but what a great memory together 
mm-hmm. to uh, build, uh, you know, lasting relationships uh, of love and acceptance and connection. Mm-hmm. So uh, it helped my purpose uh, yeah. and, and it didn't earn me any more money, but what a, you know, what a great experience that was to connect with my daughter and son and, and wow. wife in that, in that yeah. challenging way. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so Rick, just to be closing here, the, um, the, the, the episode, would you like to share what is your, your life purpose statement? Sure. Um, it's in the back of my book. This, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting writing a book and having a podcast, right? Or, Hey, you become very vulnerable. <laughs> and you share a lot of things and yeah. and and it's kind of you you're like okay that's I'm, I'm really out there to the masses so yeah i actually have it on page 181 in the back of the book and and it says um in 2005 i modified my purpose statement it now reads i will strive for and share the benefits of continuous improvement in my life my families and those in my circle of influence I desire my continuous improvement efforts to be interdependently benefiting my vocation avocation and ecclesiastical service. I desire to live continuous improvement with a spirit of love, acceptance, and compassion for others and myself. So you can see how finding that job or climbing Kilimanjaro or many of these other things helped me in driving continuous improvement for myself, my family, and others in my circle of influence. Yeah, wow, and amazing. Seems like you really have a fulfilled life. Oh, thank you. Well, Rick, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, Good insights. If anyone wants to get more information about you, your book, and what you do, where can we find it? Yeah, you can just go to my website, www.ci4life.org, or just go to Amazon and and look up Live Your Purpose by Rick Hyland. Hyland is spelled H-E-Y-L-A-N-D. And uh, you can find uh, on the website, by the way, I do have a blog and... um, a uh, free copy of Audible Live Your Purpose available right now for subscribers. So if you want to subscribe on that website, ciforlife.org, I'll give you a free copy. Uh, just mention in the note that you listened here with Jorge on his podcast, and I'll send you a free Audible copy of the book just for subscribing and listening. Right. Amazing. Thank you very much, Rick. Have a nice day there. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Jorge. Take yeah. care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please leave a review and subscribe on Spotify or Apple.